0: Jokic, behind his back, what a tastes like, Jokic. <laughs> that's your sitter? Wow. Uh,
1: as long as there are fans going to this that's what I care about. So the Warrior fans are coming in here,
0: the uh, Celtics fans are coming in here, the Laker fans are coming in here. But take that L on the way out. Jokic, here's Jokic. Jokic. <laughs>
1: Welcome to the Pickaxe Podcast. It is Zach Mikosh and Gordon Gross. We are with denverstiffs.com. Coming to you guys here on Monday morning after the trade deadline. And well, now what? We've played uh, played two games, I guess, since the trade deadline has passed. Looking forward to the All-Star break coming up. Nuggets will have a few more games this week, though, to play before the break. And we are going to break those down, but we are definitely going to have to get into that trade deadline. The Nuggets make the move, of course, trade Wancho Hernan Gomez, Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt. And, of course, the biggest news, though, is what Gordon got up to this week. And that is, Gordon, what were you doing?
0: Nothing. (laughs) Nothing. Look, man, I'm not the one who was working the trade deadline.
1: That's right. That's right. They, you know, they showed um they showed Tim Connolly. What game was it? It must have been Portland. They must have been playing because it was it was before the deadline. Um Yep.
0: And he was, With him in the stands. Yeah, in yeah. the stands
1: and he's when he's sitting there, he's texting somebody on his phone nonstop. Every time they cut over to him, he was on his phone. It was pretty interesting, kinda to of see him out there still working. He was clearly, uh clearly was finalizing a deal for well, oh boy, for a lot of people, it ends up being a four-team deal. I don't even know. Man, I can't. Trying to cap, capture all the teams. So, Robert Covington, because we're going to have to break down this deal. It's a huge...
0: Well, it had at least like twelve people? Yeah, there. Like, it was crazy.
1: It had a lot of impact. Not only does that have impact for for the Nuggets in in, in that the players that they they traded and the players they got back, but also other players involved in the deal and how that affects the the Western Conference playoff race uh, as Capella well. Capella
0: went east. Exactly. That that's was all I care about.
1: That was kind of the big thing. So I mean, those are the big pieces, right? Capella goes to the Hawks. Uh, Robert right. Covington goes to the Houston Rockets. The Nuggets send. Wancho, Malik, Jared Vanderbilt to the the Timberwolves to get back, Keita Bates, Diop, Noah Vonley, uh, and Shabazz Napier at that time. Um, and then
0: – And the Rockets, well, first-rounder, yeah. Right,
1: and then, then they get the first-rounder from the Rockets, and uh, I think that – I mean, that's pretty much it. There probably was a couple of other small – We don't players. care about everybody else. Right, yeah, bro. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know what what other salary matching um, roster fillers those guys that went to Atlanta or Houston are, but uh, well, Nene, I remember Nene went to Atlanta, I think. Um, well, that's not the point. So, it, I mean, let, let's get to the the most important part first, which is of course Malik Beasley, Macho Hernan Gomez are now on the Minnesota Timberwolves. They they have a big, huge game uh, first first night out with Minnesota over the weekend. Malik gets what twenty points, I think, in the first half. Didn't he? Kind of. Kind of petered off there in the in the second half. I think he only ended up with like twenty-three or something like that. But uh Wancho, on the other hand, was was the opposite. He didn't have maybe a big first half and then uh really peaked there in the second, ended up with fourteen. Are you surprised, Gordon? I mean, this is this is kind of what I think I, I compare it to somewhat to the Yusuf Nurkic trade. Not necessarily that um the Nuggets, you know, got a bad deal, which I think a lot of people look at as the Nuggets trade as that. But as it might in hindsight look like a bad deal because Malik and Wancho could be guys who just simply needed a place where they can get minutes. And in Minnesota, as we are as we saw, because Minnesota also trades Andrew Wiggins, uh, they're now going to get, you know, plenty of minutes. They both started in their first game over there.
0: Well, my, my issue is always trading with your opponents, like the nuggets really don't care they I see they so Tim they Connolly, don't care
1: Tim Connolly is like a, he's such a badass like g m or, or or architect of a basketball that he's like built three other teams in in the Northwest division as well.
0: If the Northwest needs help, like we keep trying to be helpful they <laughs> they can't do it themselves, we don't want them to feel bad, so you know it's kind of like stalking the roster, like we'll give you some guys to make sure that you're not getting blown out.
1: Right, exactly. We know, we know. You've made some terrible draft decisions yourself, Minnesota. But it's cool. You know, we set up. We had so many assets that we just can't afford to keep them. Also, here, here's a couple like young players. Yeah, well, the, thing, the thing that annoys me about it, the thing, thing that annoys out. me about it,
0: man, is is still that Denver insists on doing this. It's not that, that Denver could keep them. Like right. there was no place for Malik Beasley to play. We're Wancho.
1: I mean, next year. we Wancho. Porta Jr. like showed that he was for real, it was like, okay, then there's what. What are you going to do with Wancho?
0: What minutes are you going to have? You aren't yeah. going to have any minutes, and so I get, I get not keeping them. Uh, my assumption was that the Nuggets were going to keep them through the year to maintain continuity. You know, Gary Harris had been injured again, so you needed a guard. Right. You know, um, you you had Wancho. You had you know both front court guys were down. You needed Wancho to get to be able to get some minutes. Like, it was panning out exactly as the Nuggets had planned for by keeping all of these guys. Like, they expected that they would need uh, the depth that they had, and they kept it. Right. And even though they needed it, they still traded it for different guys, um, yeah, they you still know, kept at some the depth, deadline. For sure. And, and that that might be the Nuggets. Honestly, one thing about the Nuggets that has always been true under Tim Connolly is that he doesn't want guys to um, waste away in backwaters. He doesn't want them to, you know, be in disadvantageous positions. When he trades people, he trades them for their own good also. And I don't know that that should necessarily be his goal, but it does seem to be that because he puts people in a good position for them. Nurkic got to Portland um, and has been good for them. You know, uh, I expect Malik Beasley especially to be very good for Minnesota. Yeah. Um, I mean, me there too. there were times last year that if they were going to pull off a big trade and it had to move Jamal Murray um, to get that big, big trade done for somebody like Drew Holiday or whoever, then, you know— the idea that Malik Beasley could step in and pull real minutes right. was appealing to me, or a Gary Harris.
1: The trade, the similar. Yeah, if
0: Gary Harris had to go, you know, then then you, it's okay. I, I we're switching defense or Will for Barton offense,
1: or whoever. Yeah, like yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Malik Beasley was a guy who who I expected to be able to step up and get better, bigger minutes. But right. I, you know, the Nuggets never made those trades, and so the trade that they wound up making was to move Malik and Wancho for. Um, you know, uh, Kade Bates-Diop and uh, first rounder, right?
1: Essentially, and well, and like, and that's I guess when I look at the trade, that's that's what it kind of comes down to is basically you you traded Malik, you know, for for a first rounder. You traded Wancho for Jordan McRae, who's who's the the, the follow up trade from Shabazz Napier, then uh, immediately sent to to Washington for Jordan McRae, and then and then you traded. Uh, Jared Vanderbilt for for to Bates diop up. That's I mean, because Jared Vanderbilt was the same situ- situation. You had him for one more year on a non guaranteed deal. He was a second round pick, just like uh Bates diop up. It's it's kind of just a in terms of like the structure of of where the player is at in in his career. Right. It's 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 a very lateral move. It's like okay, well, we maybe like this guy a bit more, and and I get why they did that because they needed they needed a guy who could be. More length on the wing and and play play against the small forwards. Uh, yeah, they
0: needed a the wing world. defender who could shoot a little, and Jared Vanderbilt can't shoot right. at all.
1: And he can't really, and he's not really uh, a wing guy. He's Jared Vanderbilt's a, a four five, uh, really. Yeah, yeah.
0: He's, he's a they. He's they a four. A three four, and he's a rebounder. Yeah,
1: yeah. and and so and you, a guy like Katie Batesiop, he's he's had some minutes, he's played a little bit in in Minnesota, and if there's one thing you can really knock Jared Vanderbilt for, was that he was still really raw, like he. Just hadn't had any time uh, at the NBA level at all, and it showed. And and they, I think they get a guy now who's a little more seasoned and a little bit better fit. And it's still the same, like low risk, low reward kind of guy. Where it's like, okay, if this works out a little bit better for us, great. If not, then fine. So basically, it's to me, it's a lot of lateral moving. Except for you got a little bit better fit in that in that deep depth with Bates-D up and then you added a late first round pick which is if they it, if
0: they had traded if they had traded Malik and Wancho East if they had sent them to Miami or whatever right you know that'd be great i don't care like Malik and Wancho were going to be gone at the end of the year regardless of how i feel about them as people and as players the yeah, nuggets didn't have, have any room in the end yeah. there were no vacancies they 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 could not get them on the court so there was no way to keep them. They could have traded them over the summer. They could have have signed and traded them. You know, that's always a possibility. Though those things happened I mean, they happened a little more last year than they happened in previous right. years, but it's still not a big, you know, time thing that happens and a it's, lot.
1: It's leaving things still up to chance whereas at this at the trade deadline everything was still in your control.
0: Yeah, and at the trade deadline you got yourself a guaranteed first instead of getting like a second, which is what they wound up getting for I just I remember back to the Danilo Gallinari yeah. and yeah. Wilson Chandler demands where they wanted a, a good first rounder for Gallo and a first rounder for a Wilson Chandler and they didn't get one at the trade deadline and later on they wound up getting you know a second, a second yeah. you know for each guy. Well, no, Wilson so, they ended
1: up having to pay to get off.
0: They paid the second, yeah. They they pretty much paid Gallo's second to go ahead and and get rid of uh, Chandler. Right. Um, And that's, uh, those are the things where I get it. You know, you sometimes uh, fans overvalue their players. I don't think Malik's being overvalued. He's shown enough flashes that you can expect him to be pretty good. It's just a matter of the Nuggets didn't have any room, and if they had traded them to somebody outside of the conference, or especially the division, like, it wouldn't be in the fans' face three or four games a year that that's that guy that I traded who just dropped 25 on me. Like, that's going to be the annoying part for Denver yeah. is having more guys, you know, half of Utah. All, all of Utah's All-Stars, all right. yep. you know, were picked with Denver picks. Denver did not pick them fans. Those were picked by Utah. It's just that they used Denver's picks to do it. Right. You know, but it, again, Portland's this got is got that Nirkage. whole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Portland's now, got Nurkic. Minnesota's got and Beasley and Walsh. Yeah, and so you've got all these guys who used to who either theoretically could have been picked by Denver mm-hmm. or who used to play for Denver who are now spread out among the division, who are helping other division teams, you know, hang with the Nuggets. So that is annoying. It would be nice if Conway could start moving guys, you know, somewhere, somewhere else. Home. But that that said, they had to go someplace and the Nuggets try to do right by their players, and that's been a very, very consistent thing. He's it's been of ov- overtly stated by Tim, that that's what he likes to do. That's what he wants to do. Um, they, those guys were not going to get minutes here the rest of the year, and honestly, it hurts them to not be able to get minutes when they're trying to get their next contract. Yeah. So he puts them someplace they can get minutes, and they can get paid. Yeah. Like, Malik Beasley, if Malik Beasley keeps playing like this, he is going to make so much more money than he was going to make playing for Denver the last half of this year. Yeah, so they're doing he, him a and favor. And he's going to
1: make more than $10 million a year, which is what he was being offered Yes. Uh, Before the season. So it it, it can all work out for him. It can work out for Wancho, too. I mean, like I said, both those guys started, and I don't see much of that changing. I mean, like, it's. They didn't, obviously, they didn't have D'Angelo Russell playing that night um, where Malik went off, and Malik and Wancho went off. But he's not going to. I imagine they're going to play Russell, Malik, Wancho. Well, Wancho's probably going to play the four. I I forget who they're going to have play at the three. I.
0: It really depends on how they go, man. Like they they have they can switch their guys to the bench too. Uh right. Minnesota's still trying to figure it out. Like the Minnesota doesn't really know what they have to build around other than D'Angelo and Carl Anthony Towns. Everything else right. is up in the air. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like
0: so so because of that, Malik has a decent shot to throw his hat in the ring. So does Wancho. Um And this way, they're not you know being angry about the fact that they're not getting minutes on a Denver roster. You know, they can go and be happy and I'm happy for them. Right. It just is annoying that they're in the division. That's that's annoying to me.
1: Well and I mean you know, like I like like I like the movie, you know, the other guy, I mean, he's coming off the bench for him, but it's gonna be Jared Culver. And it, it, maybe they're gonna be similar to uh, the problem that the Nuggets have, where you're gonna be a little small in the wings. But if you think about that, if you if if Beasley and Wancho pan out for you just to be solid guys and you put Towns, Herning Gomez Beasley, Culver, and and, and Russell—that's that's a solid. That that's a at least a starting lineup that's going to score a lot of points. I don't know how how well they're going to defend anybody. But well, they didn't defend be, anybody I mean, before. They'll be fun, and they'll be fun to watch. You know, the people yeah. will come come to watch them in the arena. So it's it's not a it's not a bad it's not a bad build from from uh, from their their standpoint. I don't know if it really is going to threaten Denver too much because, like I said, I don't. Then they don't have anybody who can play any defense on that team right now. Um, at least not from that starting lineup.
0: Well, uh, they pulled they pulled the uh, what was it the Atlanta pick from Houston in the trade too, right? Minnesota did. They might have. And so they got a they got a higher round draft pick too. Like they're they're trying to change their team around. What they had was not working. Them getting off of Andrew Wiggins' contract, I thought would never happen. So being able to right. get a real player especially back,
1: if, especially if D'Angelo you know, the D'Angelo Russell back. Yeah, I mean that's yeah that's a really interesting. Huge. I mean, yeah, it's a really interesting way to go about it. But I mean, you, you they paid a pick. Uh, I think right to get off that to get off of that deal as well.
0: Yeah, like I said, it. I didn't think they'd get off it at all. Like the the price that they paid to get off it is totally acceptable. Um, Andrew Wiggins is one of those guys that he'll score, uh, but somehow makes you worse. Does no matter every point he scores makes your team worse? Right. I don't understand those guys in the NBA. Um. But they definitely exist, and Andrew Wiggins is one of them. Uh, and so being able to exchange that for somebody who might be able to positively impact your team more is a huge deal. So Minnesota did really well with the deadline, and the Nuggets decided to get involved probably because it was going to happen anyway.
1: Yeah, I mean, and they, um, they, 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 Tim connolly has been known to do that for—
0: yeah, yeah. Um, if it's sometime. gonna happen anyway, we might as well jump in and grab a guy right. here or there. Switch a part out, see what happens. The Nuggets are now set up to be better defensively. Like Wancho wasn't a great defender. Uh, Beasley was a negative defender. Right. You know, and Vanderbilt didn't didn't know how to defend at the NBA level. And you swatch those guys out for you know Noah Vonleh, who can defend at the NBA level. That's not a problem that he has. Um, Keita Bates Diop has some. Uh, length and good tendencies on defense. It's hard to tell because he played for Minnesota and they didn't play any defense. Right. Um, you know, but it, you got some guys back who can defend, Who and you got Jordan McCray now who can also shoot the ball, much like Beasley. He, he fills the Beasley role for this year, right. and that's all that we had Beasley for anyway.
1: Yeah, exactly. He just kind of like, it's a nice, clean, okay, here's a guy who can do what we needed from Malik, uh, which is essentially just be depth if everybody's right. healthy. And, but at the same time, we know, like, yeah, there's, like, we're probably not resigning him, you know, like, at, at the end of the year. Now we've got a first round pick. It would be, like, to me, if they, if the Nuggets hold on to this first round pick, they, they probably are going somewhere in that direction in, in like, a shooting guard, uh, small forward, uh, Area, I would, I would imagine. And and then they're going to, you know, they're going to, or they're going to look in free agency and find a guy that they can get for the mid level exception or something like that. But they're not. They may gonna,
0: retain Jordan McCray, yeah, or bro, they may I ret- Yeah, like, exactly. Or they, you he's know. He's a I mean, vet. He knows how to play. Like, he can score volcanically occasionally. Like, if you need an emergency guard, like, he's a decent emergency guard. Right. So
1: they didn't pick up any extra salary. Like, it was it wasn't a flashy trade deadline, but it was it was like perfectly fine. They did. They they did good. They moved
0: some guys around. They they got their roster more set up to try to find some defense in key spots. You know, like if they needed to be careful, if Millsap goes down again for the playoffs, you can't be running Jared Vanderbilt out there, but you right. could run Noah Vonley yep. out there.
1: Yep. Yeah. For like.
0: Like that's ten, that's ten, that's important.
1: Minutes. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If you if you need a guy to pull fifteen minutes in a playoff game, Noah Vonley can do that. You know, uh, there's no way in hell that, that Jared Vanderbilt was going right. to be ready for that in thirty games. Yeah. Yep. So they 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 short up some potential deficiencies on the roster. Um, and they pulled a first round pick and got a guy who's a project that they can carry through to next year. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't.
1: Right. Yep. It's a very, very good way to sum it up. You know, so what might have been the best part of that trade for the Nuggets was actually that Clint Capella leaves and goes Clint to Capella. the Atlanta Hawks. And, and Houston, and so they picked up Jordan Bell like, along the way, right, somewhere in this. And then they moved him. And then they yeah. moved him. And so I don't think, right, they, they, they did not actually They don't have a center, a center. Man. They're, they're no. going to run with P.J. Tucker. Um,
0: for, like, the whole game, apparently. It yeah, looks like it's, it's going to be 48 minutes. Did you see that they're talking about – they're already talking about um, guaranteeing his contract for next year because he has a partial guarantee, I believe. And they were like, uh, I know we're about to kill you, P.J., yeah, so we're going to fully guarantee your year. If I
1: was P.J. Tucker, I'd be like, what the hell, man? Like <laughs> – I'm
0: six, 6'6". Yeah, six. yeah, I love P.J., but this is not the right role for him. But, I mean, they've always been good. Houston's always been good when they go very, very small. Um, it's just that the problem is in the playoffs, every team they could play could be potentially huge. Yeah, I don't I don't know about
1: you, but, I, like, I have no fear of H- Houston now, whereas before, like, I was like, yep. I was like, I still don't want to play Houston. There's no way. But now, I mean, because, of course, yeah, they're going to be tough to stop on offense. Russell Westbrook and James Harden are two great scorers, but... Who's going to stop Jokic? Like you could give the ball to Jokic every single time down. Every
0: time down, and
1: yeah, like you could double team him. Who cares? He can still shoot over two guys who are going to be six six or smaller. Like
0: it's when Houston's Houston's relying on the fact that they can shoot threes, except that they don't shoot them as well as they used to. Yeah, they will shoot them, but they don't shoot them as well. And it looks like every time like Russell Westbrook has been good this year, uh, James Harden has been bad. So what are we doing? Like, I'm I'm with you. I'm not nearly as afraid because the Nuggets never had an answer for the, the Capella, um, Harden pick and roll. Right,
1: it killed them. That was their. I mean, that was their. Encryption.
0: Demolished them.
1: the and, it, and now they don't have that problem. Right. Yeah. Now it's it's like okay. Well, then they're. I mean, would. I mean, I think they're still going to get they're going to get beat a lot probably by James Harden on the perimeter. They're still going to end up getting that switch because now that, that that's the thing is they they can just uh, switch everything uh, one through five on on Houston's end. So they're going to get a lot of James Harden and Russell Westbrook matched up against Nikola Jokic in you know out at the perimeter, and that's going to lead to sure. a lot of easy drives to the basket. But I just I still think the Nuggets are going to beat them you know one hundred and thirty to one hundred and twenty every single night. Because that's it. I just don't. There's no way they're gonna have any way to stop any of these teams who are big. And if the Nuggets are missing well, their the shots, who cares? Like Jokic is six. He's so much taller. He's gonna get like ten offensive rebounds.
0: <laughs> well, and not only him. Like this is that part where Michael Porter Jr. comes yeah. in as a huge weapon. Who's going to guard six foot eleven Michael Porter or stop him from getting rebounds? Right. No one. No one's going to stop him on Houston. Like they don't have a guy for that. So they're counting on the fact that they don't need rebounds because they're not going to miss, you know, and that the fact that they they just blast threes at you is going to take the game. And that no offense to Mike D'Antoni, but that has never worked for him in the playoffs. Right. I
1: was like, it can run up a ton of wins in the regular season.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But if I mean, if you're going to quit on rebounding and you're going to quit on height, then your guys had better be able to hit every shot in the world. I mean, you know, technically, uh, the Golden State Warriors quit on height. You know, yeah. when they're running Draymond yeah, but, out there at a center, but they yeah, but, but they,
1: they could shoot, and Draymond is great on the boards. Like, correct. I mean, Robert Covington is a good player, and he's going to give him some good defense, and he's I mean, but yeah, I don't
0: know. The thing it's 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 interesting. And they get a they lot got of Robert reba- Covington to, stop, to stop Kawhi. Like the point of Robert Covington is to like give you somebody who better matches up with LeBron and Kawhi, and right. you know. Uh, those sorts of guys, right? Because yeah, you didn't um, want
1: to be running Daniel House out there against them,
0: right? Exactly. That's it's kind of a problem. But in order to get that, I'm not sure that they got their team construction the way that they want it. They're going to play a lot of small ball, and it's going to be fun. I'm going to enjoy watching it. But I don't. I'm with you. Houston no longer scares me as a as a first round matchup or a second round matchup. Right. That's not something that I'm like. Oh God, the Nuggets are doomed. I'm like, oh, that'll be an interesting, fun series. Like, let's see how that goes.
1: So, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll use that to, to pivot here. Um, actually, tell you, what, let's hit a break. We're going to hit the break now. We're going to stay previewing the week. We're not previewing. We're going to stay recapping the week. Because um, we'll, we got to talk about the, that win against so Utah. But I want to I w- I keep going. Um, specifically about like the matchups that the Nuggets now now seem to face uh, and, and how that, that might affect them as a player. So let's let's hit the break and let's come right back.
2: We've all been there. When the budget's the tightest or a time is the shortest, that's when disaster strikes. The last thing anyone wants to deal with in these times is an electrical issue in their home or business. Maybe your light suddenly won't turn on, or maybe a home inspector wants that electrical service changed before you can close out on a property you're selling. Heck, maybe it's not even an emergency at all and you're just looking to finish out your basement or get some power ran to that new AC unit. Whatever your need may be, give Sun Electrical a call. They're a family owned and operated business that serves the front range and you can be assured that you'll not only get the highest quality service, but you'll also get the most affordable price as well. Mike, the owner of Sun Electrical, will come to your home or business personally to evaluate your situation and provide a free estimate. And he stands by the work Sun performs as a fully licensed and insured electrical contractor. So give him a call, 719-659-6888. Don't be fooled by the phone number as they'll serve the entire front range from Colorado Springs to Fort Collins and everywhere in between. That's 719-659-6888. 719-659-6888. Sun Electrical, the home of truly affordable electrical
1: Into the Pickaxe Podcast. It is Zach Mikaush and Gordon Gross. We spent the entire first half of the show talking about the trade deadline move uh, that the Denver Nuggets made trading Wancho Hernan Gomez, Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt. I'm going to, we as we closed out that that first half of the show, we were kind of talking about how Houston, who was part of that trade and traded Clint Capella to Atlanta, got no centers back uh, or got Jordan Bell and then immediately moved him. The, They're not really a a team that scares us, and and I'm gonna use that to pivot into what happened. Just save
0: this clip. Just save this clip because you know when we lose four (laughs) nothing in the playoffs, (laughs) Houston. Yes, we got to play that clip. Uh,
1: No, yeah, we'll just wait for we'll just wait for the the podcast over there on um, Dream Shake to do it.
0: Um, Well, Dream Shake told me that Clint Capella was the uh, was. The was Nikola Jokic actualized, so I don't want to hear from <laughs> yeah,
1: that. I do remember that. That was funny, um, but no. So uh, you know, uh, the Nuggets, of course, right after this deadline, they, they this happens. This all happens very quickly because they're they're playing Portland. We were talking about. You could see Tim Connolly texting away on his phone. They play Portland. Um, they they play a really good game and 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 kind of make make it a, a blowout pretty pretty early on, and and then immediately after the game, like immediately after Wancho and you and Malik are traded, the news comes out they've been traded right before the end of the game. You saw Jeremy Grant go down with uh, the ankle injury, and and suddenly you realize like they're gonna be really limited. Because they've got a game the very next night against Utah in Utah, and there's never there's never uh, a case where a guy gets traded and then plays for his new team the very next day. Like it, it just doesn't work that quick. So you know they're going to be out at least those three players, plus Jeremy Grant twisted his ankle. So you're not thinking that's not looking good. So there's those four plus all the other guys you're missing. Then by the time you know the next day, you find out Will Barton is going to be out. Suddenly, Denver's down to seven players, and, and on a back-to-back in Utah, I mean, if there was ever a game they should lose, it is that one. That is the, the biggest schedule loss you'll ever possibly have, and they end up winning it. In the, I mean, they were playing from behind pretty much the whole time, end up winning it with Nikola Jokic in the somber shuffle uh, there in the final minute of the game. But I think the, the, the bigger point to make there is that's now two in a row they beat at Utah. They won one here. Now they won one in Utah. They only need one more to get that tiebreaker. You would think their chances are pretty good. And I think we've seen, without Derek Favors, Utah now is not really a team Denver is fearing anymore. And so I guess, Gordon, to, to bring it all together... I mean, is it down to basically the two L.A. teams are the only two teams that you really have big concerns about Denver facing in the playoffs?
0: Well, basically, yeah. I And that sounds arrogant, but right. we watched the Nuggets last year. You know, uh, I suppose that Portland, with if Nurkic comes back at you know 150, percent.
1: yeah, but they're and, they're playing for the eight seed, right? Like, I mean, yeah, but
0: you know, the Nuggets are playing for like that two seed, so
1: yeah, I, I guess they could if Oklahoma City falls off. But I mean, Portland's they got a ways to go before they're going to catch up to to the seventh seed.
0: Oklahoma City does concern me, um, if only because they're playing out of their minds.
1: Yeah, and they got some KG veteran. I mean, and Chris Paul. They got tough vets, the man. They
0: have leaders. They have guys who know how to play. Now, you know, it's not like Chris Paul has ever had a great success in the playoffs. But it, past results, you know, are not indicative of future, you know, right. returns. So let's let's not count them out. Um, right. But that said, the teams that that really do like concern me over best of seven is, are the Clippers and the Lakers because the nuggets just even now they're being big enough to stop the lakers is a concern. Yeah. It's a concern. Um I don't know that uh the clippers have guys that can stop um uh, Jokic. But yeah, really I do weird. know
1: but Montrez Harrell is going to mean he's going to play him tough like it's it, uh, He always does. Yeah.
0: He always does. And uh, but what they do have are complete harassers of uh Denver scorers. You know, I I don't want to see Pat Beverly on on Jamal Murray for like seven games, man. Like that's going to be annoying. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, or or yeah, or, or you're trying to see. You know, I mean, your entire perimeter is going to be. Like I said, you you're going to have hey
0: Michael Porter Jr. Why don't you face Kawhi Leonard? This yeah, seems like a good time. Exactly. Why don't or you LeBron, like get yeah, or, or,
1: I mean, Paul George, like either one, like yeah, either then, way. And then the other one's got you have Gary Harris, like so it's their yeah. their entire their entire wings could be locked up. Um, and then you're really – so you're depending on Jokic to beat Montrose Harrell. And I just think Montrose Harrell is going to be a tough. He's a pest. I mean he's given the Nuggets a lot of problems um, yes. in
0: the past. So Yeah, I, I think that the matchup, the matchup problems – I don't want to say that I'm not concerned that, that Denver could lose to any other team. But the matchup problems certainly would seem to show up um, in the favor of the Lakers and the Clippers. And right. I don't think anybody else has matchup advantages over Denver.
1: Right. Yeah, those are the two teams that are, that are long – and big and athletic, and and they're just they're they're really they really make they really highlight the Nuggets' issues with being small on the wing. And
0: yeah, my, yeah, my concern with with OKC would still be Chris Paul on Jamal Murray. Yep, just because Paul is a ball hound, um, and I'm still not a hundred percent on Murray's um handle. Murray, Murray, since he came back from his injury, uh, from the from the seven game or from the seven player win in Utah, which we really still haven't talked enough about that, them being able to hold it together when Utah went on runs, you know, yeah. them being able to keep fighting when, back. When Donovan Mitchell scoring.
1: finishes that alley oop,
0: right, and you're like, okay, it's, it's okay to lay down. You guys are tired, right. and they took a breath, and Malone said some words, and Jokic said some words, and Murray said some words, and they got back on the court. You know, and they clawed their way back. It was a—it's—it's it's not indicative of a talent differential. Uh, Utah obviously took the game a little lightly. We can take these guys; they're not that tough. We just have to put you in know, a little we got effort. Seven
1: players, right?
0: Yeah, like eventually they'll fold. Eventually they'll fold, and the Nuggets didn't fold. Um, that's what. whenever Malone talks about, letting teams hang around. All he really needs to say now is, you remember what we did to Utah? Right. Yeah. Don't let somebody else do that to us. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's, uh, that's but it was
0: astounding, man. Like Jokic was a one-man wrecking crew. Like uh, he went over, around, and through Gobert, yeah. just demolished him.
1: Well, Jokic and Murray. I mean, and we we don't talk, we haven't talked really at all about Jamal Murray's and his performance uh, through the week on on a bum ankle, and <laughs> maybe he should always play on a bum ankle.
0: <clears throat> I think honestly, I'm not going to lie to you. I think he always is playing on a bum ankle. Um, yeah. I have concerns about his lower leg health. Uh, I, I really want him to go like, see a, um, like a movement specialist and get his legs stronger. Um, well, you know what I wondered
1: is I wonder if he had something else going on too, that was nagging him. And so then when he hurt the ankle and had to sit down for, for a week or two, like that gave him that chance. You know, to well, get
0: Murray plays through everything, man. Right. And that's honestly, I wish he wouldn't. I'm like, dude, take three games off and heal. And he doesn't want to do that. And so these things linger and his performance uh, struggles for a minute while he's not healthy. Yeah. Um. I, I would love to see healthy Murray, but I, I really feel like having watched him a lot that he he doesn't. When he moves around the court, he he moves very gingerly a large percentage of the time, regardless of whether he's just been on an injury report or not. I have concerns about his 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 health, but not about his warrior mentality. Man, like that guy, went out and just put in buckets all week long.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, every every single game, and it was like he's gonna be shooting an uh, uh, an unreal percentage this week. Uh, oh, from yeah. the field and
0: from three. So he's oh man, his his shooting percentages have shot up just based on like the three game sample of, have altered his year long <laughs> right. shooting percentages. Right, like. He's It'd been be... crazy and it's been great. Like I I love seeing that. And if great. this is what happens when people start talking about Michael Porter Jr., great. Let them compete to be the second best player in the Nuggets for the next few years. That's fine with me.
1: Well, they look like right now you've got Jokic and Murray looking like a, a legit 1-2 <coughs> punch. And so yeah. if you
0: can add Michael Porter Jr. to that
1: and there there's your third guy then like, you know, suddenly you're you're got a chance to be something really special. Um, okay, let's, let's let's look forward now, I guess to to the upcoming weeks. we do have the Lakers. On on the uh, on the docket, I think we though we kind of covered them. I wanted to talk about like how they are uh, such a difficult matchup for the for the Nuggets, but I think we um, pretty much. I guess the only thing that, that makes the Lakers a bit different is Dwight Howard, like I or JaVale McGee, like I still think there's an advantage there for the Nuggets um, because yes, it, it gives them it it hurts them in a way because it allows. They can put one of those guys on Jokic and it allows Anthony Davis to kind of roam um, on defense, which can take away a lot, particularly when it comes to the cutting game. But it still means that Jokic has got one of those two guys on him and and can play them in the post. So we talked
0: about Lakers' depth being an issue for them, but it hasn't been so far. Like, they have guys that are scoring off their bench. They have guys that are... um, you know, uh, containing other teams like uh, the, they, what the, what the Lakers do better than almost anybody is control the, the boards like their opponents do not get rebounds. Yeah. If, if you watch the Lakers play, the, the guys that are, um, on the opposing team just can't secure rebounds. Uh, especially well, defensive
1: just, rebounds. A, again a, t- a ton of length and athleticism. A lot, lots of length, up man. In front court, like you know. And, yeah, but it's,
0: and it's, it's one of those things that that you're hoping that if the Nuggets are going to play them in a in a playoff series, they're going to have to compete for rebounds. You've got to have enough length in the game. You know, Grant is not a great rebounder. Millsap is not a great rebounder. Michael Porter Jr. is a great rebounder, but right. uh, he's not going to get that many and Jokic minutes. Jokic is a
1: great rebounder. Jokic uh, is an
0: outstanding rebounder. But you're going to have to team rebound. You're going to have to have your guards go rebound. It's going to have to look like it did in the Utah game where the, the Nuggets guards at the end of the game. You had Torrey Craig and Gary Harris grabbing rebounds, you know, securing the ball to make sure that they only get one shot. Like That's what's important against the Lakers. is You have to hold them to one shot. Um, I'm curious to see... I, I hate to keep bringing up Michael Porter Jr., but he's the only guy on Denver who, other than um, Grant... Who's big enough and quick enough to defend um, Anthony Davis Yikes. to hassle him at all? <laughs> like he's going to shoot right over Paul Millsap.
1: Yeah, but he'll just destroy Michael Porter Jr. Let's be honest. Like there's
0: well, yeah, Yikes. but the, the idea is, what can you force him to do? If can you force him to go the other way? Can you force him to make a pass? Can you force him to do anything other than run down the lane and dunk on your face? Right, like because that's what he wants to do, and that's what he's good at, and that's what broad is good at finding him to do, you know, is being unstoppable in transition, to be unstoppable, you know, um, on a, on an off-ball, to hang around the rim and do putbacks backs and, and kill everyone. And then when you want him to shoot, he can also do that because he's freaking Anthony Davis and he's ridiculous. It's
1: true. It's very true. He's uh, – yeah, I don't know that if there's a, a good formula um, – for them. And that's and that's one of the reasons I think why they're they're one of the teams that you really worry about facing in the playoffs. Just because they're their overwhelming talent that they have and and like like we said, the the length, the athleticism, it's just it's it's that's what gives the the Nuggets troubles. And they've got they've got one of the best rosters uh we've ever seen be created for it. Let me ask you uh about some of the the other opponents here. The Nuggets have coming up um in the week, they're gonna they they're gonna get another uh, game against Oklahoma City on the road. This is gonna be the second national TV game right after the Lakers.
0: Oh, we so doesn't get canceled, yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> right. That has has been kind of a popular thing. So can't the believe to the do. league
0: canceled the Nuggets and then they had that amazing game against the uh, Jazz.
1: Well, you know, I mean, they, they probably had Zion or somebody who was needed uh, needed to, needed to uh, sell some shoes and commercials, but um. They've got uh, the, the OKC, who's sitting actually sitting six right now. Dallas is actually in seven. Another team you wonder about whether or not you'd really want to face them uh, in the first round. That That that's one of those scrappy teams you really wouldn't be worried about. But I, I think the, the Nuggets match up well against Dallas. Oklahoma City. I mean, how how serious do you take them? Because I don't, I do not worry a ton about playing OKC, especially if you face them in the first round of the playoffs. Which there there there's a decent chance. Um, That could happen simply because they what we were talking about with the Lakers and the Clippers, you don't have with Oklahoma City like they're they're even smaller than Denver or just as small as Denver out there on the wings. And like you can use that to your advantage. And Steven Adams is is a good player, but like he he doesn't really slow down. I love
0: Steven, but he, he doesn't he doesn't stop Jokic. Right. Like that is not a thing that happens. Um but really for them Is it just it's a matter Chris for Paul me and of Gallinari. Mallory.
1: Oh really? Okay, so, so Gallinari.
0: I, I think I think for them it's the Nuggets would have to find a way to stop Gallinari, who's been terrific for them this year. Um and to make sure that, that you don't get cut up by their guards.
1: Yeah.
0: Like that's that's where you're at. Like it's it's nothing more serious than making sure that Chris Paul has to pass the ball. Um, he's not passing and scoring on you.
1: Which you're like, yeah. And and that's the thing. Like, yeah, you're if if Chris Paul is the one who's trying to score to beat you, like you take that. Like,
0: yeah, absolutely.
1: That's not like that's not his thing. And. The thing is, 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 you've got, you've got, I mean, Jeremy Grant is, is a good person to put on Gallinari, and you've, yes. Tory Craig or Gary Harris is a good person to put on Shay Gil- Gilgis Alexander. Like, they've, they've yep. got, they match up pretty, or pretty yeah. well. Yeah, or Dennis Schroeder. And that's the thing is, they're going to play, they're going to get even smaller. Um, and, and you can, you could put Gary Harris on Schroeder and, and have Jamal, you can run Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, and Will Barton all day long, and, and you feel fine. Uh, against Oklahoma City.
0: Yeah, I don't. Again, I don't. I don't think that Oklahoma City is a matchup problem. Um, the the two teams that are, are the Clippers and the Lakers. Oklahoma City, you worry about it from an experience point of view. Um, yeah, but you know, but honestly, uh, I would take that shot. Like you take Oklahoma City's best shot, and you see what they have. Yeah, I would. Um, I don't. Th- I, I don't think really they match up better that. than Denver, and I think in seven games. Denver's, Denver's got better talent, and that talent went out. See, now, I, it depends if they're healthy, obviously, but that's that's my feeling on it.
1: I feel like OKC is like a five-game series, and we're done. Like, I just I, I just don't think they're going to be able to to run with the Nuggets. Um,
0: well, that's what I want to see this week. This Yeah, week, and that's, like that'll be a very nice—I
1: mean, that game is going to be, like I said, national TV, we, we yeah. think.
0: And Denver's starting to get some guys back who are a bit healthier, so you're starting to see— you know, guys come back from these injuries. Or I guess it
1: is, yeah. I guess that's the first game back from the All Star break, so it's not really this week. It'll be like next right, week.
0: yeah, it's next week. So, but but at that point, they should have had that whole All Star break to heal, right? Like I'm, that's what I'm hoping for. Like that's what I want to see, because the Lakers are the, the Nuggets only play what twice this week before the break.
1: Yeah, because they they got the Spurs, which I don't know what uh, I mean. that
0: doesn't show us anything. Yeah.
1: <laughs> The Spurs are. They'll probably dropped that one because they're
0: not it, paying attention to it because they got the Lakers coming up. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's, it's kind of crazy. The Spurs are finally like, it, is it? I mean, they they could still they're they're only four and a half games back in the playoffs, um, so they could still get in. But they can uh, still make it. It's finally feels like the Spurs are, you know, they've they've, 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 they've we've waited so long for the, the that run to finally be at its end. Um, we may be witnessing it this year because even still four and a half back. I mean Memphis has been, been pretty good. Portland's starting to really put on the, the pressure. Like you got two teams you're gonna have to hop over. It's New Orleans is right there on your heels. They're they've got Zion back now, so they're a much better yep. team. You know, like it's it's tough to see San Antonio getting into the playoffs.
0: No, I don't I don't see San Antonio making the playoffs man. Like um I just think the competition's too strong this year. And I, I hate betting against Pop, but it's got to end one of these years. Right. <laughs> it's got to end one of these yeah. years, and I think this is the year. This
1: thing is, yeah, we've been betting against them for like a, a decade, and they, they they just keep going. They won a few more championships in there. Um, right. It's 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 been impressive, but there, yeah, I mean, this the the Nuggets should beat that team, handily. We'll see if it happens, like you said, because the Lakers are there. All right, so um. What do you think? Are you are you, so you going to go one and one for the week?
0: Well, if I'm going one and one, I'm picking winning the Lakers game and losing those first <laughs> games. So
1: there you go, there you go. I think they. Uh, I, I'm going I'm to be optimistic. I think they're going to go two and zero. I like the Nuggets to go. Um, into the, the Nuggets are going to cruise
0: and I'm right. impressed that the one of the more impressive things to me about the the Utah Jazz game was they had literally just cheated a bunch of friends of all these guys on the court. And everybody on court was solid. Everybody knew what they were doing. Everybody was out there to to play and to win this game. And they weren't focused on anybody coming in or anybody going out. They kept it in the moment, and that was very it was right. very zen of them. And I appreciated it.
1: It's almost like the fact that they only had seven guys helped because that just kind of gave them the focus that they needed. Because they knew that they they like they had to.
0: They had to come out and play. It has to be uh, us. Yeah, there's no no one else is available. It has to be us today.
1: Yeah, we've all got to. We've all got to be on our game. I mean, like Monty Morris, especially was a guy. Looked at that game, and I was like, man, he really he stepped up because you needed you needed one more person to come with Jokic and and Murray, uh, and it ended up being Monty. It was a very nice, um, but very nice effort all around. Even even PJ Dozier and Vlade Chanchar, who I mean, they only combined for like nine points. They had a lot of high energy moments there in that
0: game. Hey, my favorite screener in the world, Blacko Chandler. Dude, he can set
1: some good screens. That guy's. uh,
0: Well, and talk about a guy who can defend straight up. Yeah, when he's running, there's a straight up wall running next to this guy who's getting mad at him for not fouling him.
1: Here's the thing about Blacko, man. I mean, he fundamentally sound. Yeah, he's fundamentally sound. He sets good screens. He plays good defense. And you know, he didn't he didn't hit any threes um, in that game. But he's that's kind of like he, he can like, and so if he can get that in his game. I mean, that's a guy who can play minutes in the NBA. So it's the Nuggets, and and that's kind of one of the things that I wonder: Are they feeling even better about the these trades because they've got they know they've got a guy in in Flacco and they know that it looks like it sure looks like they got a guy in PJ Dozier as well. So maybe- well,
0: honestly, for me, the reason that they that trading trading Beasley and um, Wancho and freeing up minutes to make sure that Dozier gets minutes. Um and that Vlaco is off the bench in case of injury or whatever. Um, I I enjoy that. Like I like that. I've said before that. Um, I think Vlaco is very much like um an Eddie Nahara who's going to be around the game a long time. Not necessarily scoring a lot, but one of those really good eighth ninth guys. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You know, a guy And that, that's what 15, I expect 15, from him. 15, Dozier feels the same again. way. Yeah. Dozier. Yeah. Dozier. has got length. Dozier's got you know the ability to play. I expect P.J. Dozier to be, uh, you know, a nice addition who can rack up some minutes. Uh, The Nuggets, even though they've traded a bunch of guys, still have a bunch of depth, man. Like, I'm not concerned about that. Um, I was concerned about chemistry trading, but obviously the Nuggets just... uh, Say what you want about Michael Ballone and his inability to handle rotations. He is certainly capable of handling... um, keeping guys in the right mind frame.
1: He's very good with that locker room. He's
0: My god, man. Like, like the the his players believe in him, he believes in them. Um and because of that, they forgive him when he forgets to take them out of the game for a whole half. <laughs> or <laughs> you know, <laughs> like whatever it is. Like he's their guy. Like I I I like watching them all play for each other. It's a really nice um change from the Shaw era and I guess sometimes I take it for granted. And I really shouldn't. Right, it's, like it, there's it, it's grown, some of these wins would only come because Malone is coaching this group of guys. It's a very important chemistry between the two of them.
1: It's grown very orga- organically over the years because they both they all came together. I mean, Malone, um, if you remember, he starts that his first year is Nicola's rookie year. Uh, yep. So Gary Harris well, is Gary Harris's second year. So then Malone's second year is Jamal Murray's rookie year. I mean, they've all. This group has all grown together, and and yes, now you've seen like kind of the first casualties of 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 this group, and, and them all getting uh, getting better as you get Malik and Wancho had to get had to go, um, but you still have that core group of guys in Murray, Jokic, and Harris, Barton. They're they're all basically have grown with Malone together, and this is this is their locker room. Uh, yeah, it is. And, and they're all in in lockstep and, and one together. And that's, that's a very special thing. You don't see that very much. Uh, there wasn't, you know, you didn't even, even in the mellow era, you never really had that because there there was a distinct um, barrier between George Carl and his players. Like, you know, it just wasn't that kind of relationship. So uh,
0: it's, it's... It is extremely different. Like uh, the nuggets between George Carl, who was a very successful coach, but whose players basically despised playing for him.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: You know, And to Malone, who is a very successful coach, whose players uh, across the board, even when he was in, in other locations, whether it be as an assistant coach or as a head coach in Sacramento, they all loved playing for him.
1: Yep.
0: Like all of those guys have always said that they enjoy playing for Malone. And so um, it's continued through. And like you said, now it's their locker room. It's their combined locker room. The guys are old enough now. They've been in the league long enough that they know how to be in the locker room. You're seeing Jokic start to talk more on the floor. Um, to go ahead and, and raise guys up or to point out you did this wrong. Well, here's what you need to do. Like you know Will Barton's always been that guy trying to put to put guys you know under his wing and give them that advice in the moment. Like the, the nuggets have enough guys in their locker room to make this thing real. Um, I'm not worried about veteran leadership anymore, like I was when they were all 21.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like it's done. No, yeah. I mean, now Jamal's
0: 22. He's fine.
1: <laughs> no, but I mean, yeah. Like Jokic. I mean, it's been very noticeable, especially on the court, his leadership and the way he directs guys and the way he's basically, you know, he knows he's the he's the best player on the team. He knows he's one of the best players in the NBA. It's it's he's he's taking that next step as a leader yeah. that we've always waited to see. Jamal's always had that and like he's but now he's you know he's the guy and, and and there's no there's no questioning anymore whether or not is Jamal Murray one of like you know one of the main parts of this core. It's without a doubt he is. You know there there he absolutely is. Gary Harris is your longest tenure player. Like they they these guys are ready that and they need to be because Paul Millsaps. There's not a great chance he's going to be back next year, right? So yeah, the, they're ready to to make this. I, I, like like you said, it's their locker room, and and, and they're ready to. Um, it's going to be interesting to see. It's uh, how far can they take it? Uh,
0: I don't know, man. Like I said, I don't think they're an underdog to many teams. Um, so as long as you can avoid teams- a Clippers Lakers like duo against you. As long as you can just get one of those teams, you got your shot.
1: The teams that they're the, the two teams that they're under or they're, you know, probably um, not gonna be favored against that they would struggle against. They also have like they're they're young enough they can they can outlast them. So Absolutely. It's, it's, you know, they, they could have something special going on. All right. Well, with that, we're, we'll go ahead and close out the show. So make sure you guys are following us on Twitter. I'm at Zach Nikos. Gordon is at G money. Nugs. We are also at pickaxe podcast and at Denver stiffs. Follow us over on Instagram at the Denver stiffs. Make sure you guys are also subscribed to the podcast channel, the Denver stiffs. Podcast channel, then you'll get us Nuggets numbers, the Dig, and the Denver Sift Show all on one feed. Very nice and convenient for you, but you got to make sure you're subscribing for that to happen. So go ahead and do that. All righty, Gordon, as always, sir. Appreciate it.
0: Sounds good, man. And a uh, couple more games, All Star break, and uh, then we'll see what the Nuggets got in the second half.
1: Right then, the fun begins. Then we actually get to... exactly
0: the real season kind of right. gets in. Exactly.
1: All right, everybody. We will talk to you next week. This is